electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Monday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Kington here with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Dow Futures, as you can see, a little bit sluggish this morning as we kick off the busiest week of Q4 earnings. We'll watch stimulus negotiations, a Fed decision, vaccine rollout, and more warnings of what Goldman is calling signs of bubble-like sentiment. Our roadmap begins with the big week for corporate results, though. 13 Dow components, more than 100 S&P companies will report this week. Plus, we do have more vaccine optimism. Moderna saying its shot is shown to work against emerging variants of the COVID-19 virus. And, of course, you just heard Dom talking about it. We're going to talk about it as well. These epic short squeezes. I mean, all you have to do is look at shares of GameStop to get a sense as to what is playing out here. We're going to try and break it down for you, Carl. Yeah, Jim, it's a, it's a good place to start. Uh, sort of the behavior of a few of these names, which we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. I mentioned David Costin's note over the weekend. Pockets of the market have recently appeared to demonstrate investor behavior consistent with bubble-like sentiment. They, post, they point to SPACs and then high growth, high multiple names with EV sales above 20 or now a quarter of volume. Well, I, I love David Costin. He's terrific. And he does point out uh, the SPAC, uh, let, let's say, festival. There were three today. Uh, they all seem legit. They always seem to have something going that involves, let's say, EV or healthcare that are hard to pin down. But we are seeing a phenomenon uh, that I have uh, never seen. And that is the phenomenon of, David, you're not necessarily going to like this. Tell me. It's the Wall Street bets people. Mm -hmm. And they have ganged up. Arguably, it's allowed by free speech purposes to center on a few stocks. Uh, GameStop uh, and the arguably the reason why they're in it is because uh, this fellow, Ryan Cohen, who who, look, Ryan did a great job on spot. Oh, he he did a great, great job on Chewy. So people get very excited. He bought a lot of stock at eight, almost 15 percent. He joined the board last week. That makes people excited. Right. Uh, But what's most important, David, is it's concerted but it may be protected by free speech. And this is the paradigm you're going to see it for Bed Bath & Beyond yep. uh, using a loop upgrade. You're going to see it for uh, Adam Aaron's company, AMC. They're going to go after that one. Now, David, I've seen it. it. I it mean, is... I'm already seeing it. And, Jim, I do feel like we've seen some of this movie before. I mean, it does have reminiscence for me, certainly of the late 90s, in particular, the vitriol of some people. If you challenge That's their true. established belief in any way. Um, and the ability to coordinate in some way, even though they're not necessarily coordinating. I mean, what's going on in GameStop right now conceivably could take a couple of firms out, hedge funds, if they were stupid enough to be shorted all the way. And options sellers. And options sellers uh, because of the fundamentals here. I mean, you had a downgrade of of it at 65 by Telsey, Dana Telsey, who pointed out it was trading already at 33 times enterprise value over EBITDA. 33 times for a retailer. By the way, a retailer that many would argue is not particularly well positioned, Jim. Now, that's a fundamental debate that everybody's certainly welcome to have. 
But what's going on now is a bit different than that, and not to mention the things you brought up on on Friday involving the short seller Andrew Left and the threats that he had gotten as well. Look, this is one of the situations. The early morning action is looking uh, to be forced covering. And that's from the short calls that were exercised on Friday, and there's no stock around. Uh, open interest in this one in the 60s, it, it's insane. I want to thank my friend Tim Collins, who does option work on this. And, and there is... But you can that, borrow. The borrow is easy. And the it's 140 percent, 44% short The borrow is yeah. easy, but yeah. the mechanics are uh, rather shocking. And, uh, Carl, what, what I think is happening, I disagree with David that is reminiscent of the 90s. Okay. From the uh, point of view... Of, it's not necessarily froth here. It's the mechanics of the market are breaking down mm-hmm. because you, it's arguable that these people are all one group. But uh, my securities lawyer said, listen, free speech covers it. So you can have cheerleaders buy. It's no different, Carl, than an analyst saying, listen, buy GameStop. It's going to 200. So I think it's protected speech. Hmm. I, I do believe uh, that, yes, like David says, there are going to be companies that can't get through this. But it is Wall Street bets. It's worth going to the site because it's incredibly compelling. You'll see what they're saying. You may think it's froth, but they're using arguments that they think uh, hold up under scrutiny. I don't think they do, but it doesn't matter what I think. Well, the stock's up 581% right. well, how in much? three months. Sorry, Carl, go ahead. No, Jim, I guess the question for those who are not in these particular names is how much risk is there to broader pockets of the market? It's not just about SPACs or high, uh, high growth, high, high multiple. The B of A is out today saying that companies that are beating on estimates are being punished in ways we've not seen since. Q2 of 2000, uh, right before the S&P went down 13% in a matter of weeks. Well, look, what I would point out is, is that, uh, again, uh, I love David and what David Costa when he's saying about high growth stocks. That's not what's going on. What's going on is that the Wall Street bet people are looking at what the high short interest is, whether it be uh, the short interest in GameStop, whether it be the short interest in Bed Bath & Beyond, the short interest in AMC. And what they're saying is there's no way that people can cover the 67% that's short Bed Bath & Beyond. Loop Capital comes out this morning and raises price target. David, they yeah. are not. They are being very specific to break yes. the shorts. Yes, there's no doubt. And I mean, you got, you know, you've got great money managers like Gabe Plotkin at Melvin, an incredibly successful hedge fund who's obviously been short a lot of this, probably has the ability to continue to access capital that he can stay short. I think so. But some can't. Uh, and it's going to be fascinating to watch. You pointed out with Bed Bath, and obviously we know that the issues that AMC has had just trying to stay out of bankruptcy, and yet here it is, not in some ways dissimilar from what we saw Hertz this summer which suddenly had that run where they even were thinking about selling stock despite the fact that they were bankrupt. Well, Aaron, um, Aaron pulled off $900 million fundraise this he's, weekend. He's pulled it off. And, and by the way, if he can AMC. go out and sell more stock or do anything, go for it, right? Well, I mean, theoretically, to take the stock up enough, then uh, Adam yeah. Aaron, who's very clever, will recognize that this is an opportunity to sell stock. However, the uh, younger investors, David, who are doing this, maybe different from Wall Street Bets, have regarded offerings as being a sign of strength. I know you've said that. Well, well it, it's true. Right. Um, no, I understand. Yeah. And, and Carl, again, uh, when you see this buying before the, you know, there was buying at 4 a.m. on this thing. I call uh, them the 4:30 traders, right? That's what do they you kind really? of are. Yeah. Well, I mean, why do they? <laughs> see, I'm up they, way before them. I think they before they, they really go to better work. get their game. Before they together. go to work. I mean, you know, Palantir's moved up again a lot. Oh, that's when they operated on that Friday. That one is a that's always been a favorite. Palantir. Now, by the way, a great company. But again, we can have the 
discussion about valuation at this point in the marketplace in terms of what deserves to be. And, Carl, it's not unconnected, and we'll get to them from SPACs. It's, it, it, there is a connection here to the speculative nature of some of the names that are moving up prior to even announcing a deal, and then obviously the aftermarket performance, as I call it, once they do announce a deal. We've got five in front of me right here that we'll get to. Uh, there's probably even more that have announced their transactions this morning. And then even the ones that haven't. And I pointed it out many times. And boy, I mean, you know, Jim, CCIV. Oh. Uh, you know, you got to watch out on that one. We'll see whether they do that deal with Lucid or not. But uh, it, it hit 30-something this morning. Yes. Well, I mean, the, the deal with Lucid after what's happened to Tesla, which, of course, reports this week, and there's notes out which say that it's uh, going to be very good, uh, is, is really, uh, I'd say, creating this move in CCIV because this car that they're interested in is very, very, it's one of these things that people are very, very excited about. But we have not yet seen Lucid Motor deal, David. It just keeps going higher and higher in anticipation. And I think that we are allowed to, uh, if you do us back, David, you can make any claim in the world. Yeah, well, yeah, within reason. I mean, you can't, but you can talk about, right, you can give uh, projections, perhaps, that you don't have to be held to quite as tightly as you would if you were, taking the company public directly. Taboola is an example of that. I mean, they're giving yes. you a sense as to what they're going to do, given their deal today, uh, to, to list through a SPAC, Ion Acquisition Corp. There's a, there's a list of all the ones we're talking about here today. Yeah, we have you to do see the overall, CNBC 50, right? Yeah, I mean, you can see the overall value starting with Fully Trans. I mean, Bill Foley will join us later, by the way, to go Oh, over really? This. Yeah. Great but, booking. But uh, thank you. But, uh, but to your point, Jim, You've got, you know, they're talking about, I'm looking here, I'm sorry, for their applied valuation for Taboola of $2.6 billion. And they are giving you some uh, projections, um, you know, over $375 million of ex-tax revenues, about $34 million of operating income on approximate overall revenues of $1.2 billion in 2020. But your point is they don't have to hold to them quite as tightly as no. they might if they were filing directly, as opposed to the SPAC having been the filing entity originally exactly. when it raised its money. Uh, fascinating. Latch merges with Tishman Spire, $1.56 billion deal, full building operations. Carl, last I looked, the uh, building operations in the city, not that good. But I think people like the deal because we just mentioned it. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's part of it. Uh, and... Lloyd Blankfein, of course, everybody has an opinion right now about where SPACs fit in uh, in terms of the overall uh, market narrative. Certainly Lloyd Blankfein earlier on Squawk weighed in on that. Here's what he said. If a few of these go bad or they were overpaid and some people made a lot of money and investors lost money, people are going to say where, you know, you achieve the economic equivalence of an IPO, but where was the process and diligence that we all associated with a rigorous IPO diligence process. And that kind of drops out. Now, I'm not saying that they're all bad or that any of the ones that you could bring up are bad. bad. Some of these won't work. And I, my advice to people who are doing this now would be really, really diligence, really, really document. But, you know, again, in hindsight, if something goes bad down the road, people will look back and, you know, you know show trials to follow. <laughs> wow. Uh, Jim Adamson Golda of, um, of Taboola uh, this morning on Squawk, made the argument, look, we're all trying to be um, well-behaved public companies on the other side. Uh, why, should you, uh, why should you look negatively upon us as we go through this crucible in a different way? Well, look, I think that uh, people are genuinely excited. A lot of what's going on are younger investors. I hate to keep coming back to them, but they're very excited about what these companies are doing. And the way they express their excitement 
is to buy stock. They don't just sit there and say, boy, this is interesting. David, they place bets on the stock. They do. And you can see these moves. Many of them are having not the handler, uh, not the Landcadia one. That's Tillman Fertitta, Rich Handler uh, doing that deal this morning. But everything else is moving up uh, significantly. Foley, of course, remember they did uh, their last deal is, is at 19. Right. Uh, I think BFT, is, is that the symbol on that? Uh, they haven't closed it yet, but they announced it, of but course. But this is about said. having so much um, money. There's so much money. There is a, and by the way, uh, the investment banks are benefiting. I mean, it's funny listening to Blank Fine, but Goldman, listen, they're underwriting the SPACs. They're also getting uh, merger credit as well when the deals are done, because remember, they are a merger, even though really it is a, a way, of, of course, to go public. It's also credited as a merger. So Wall Street is very happy with this mm-hmm. and it will continue to for some time. And of course, to his point, there are going to be those that are not good and there are going to be plenty that that succeed as well. There's no doubt. Um, and we're just pointing out some of the moves here ahead of time. And, you know, they're already valuing many of these companies far above where they were valued on their last round when they were private having raised money. And yet they're then getting a boost in the stock market to the tune of 30, 70% in some of these names, which is pretty extraordinary at this point. Yeah. Uh, but not unlike what we've been seeing to a certain extent, Jim, in some of the IPOs that we've been seeing. Well, uh, yes. I mean, there's just, if you look at Snowflake, if you look at DoorDash, some uh, layoffs. Airbnb. Very, Airbnb, very, very successful. Never really came in. Uh, I want to go back, if you don't mind, to Bed Bath & Beyond. So Loop's uh, note today says they do a periodic pricing. Price gap is narrowing. It doesn't matter, David. It's 67% short. It just gives these people another reason to break the shorts. And that's what this is about. There's this, not the SPACs, but the big short positions, the shorts better cover because the longs are coming for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's getting more evident every day, Jim. We've got a lot of calls to get to, including some bullish notes on Wells, uh, Salesforce, our own parent Comcast. We'll talk about Moderna this morning as well, as the CEO and the company say their vaccine does retain some neutralizing activity against these emerging variants, including the ones first discovered in the UK and South Africa. We're back in a minute. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. We announced this morning that we posted last night a manuscript between the NIH team and the Moderna scientists looking at those new variants, especially B117, first found in the UK, and B351, first found in South Africa. The great news with both uh, virus, we see very high level of antibody. With uh, uh, B117, 
uh, strain from the UK, we basically see the same level of antibody as we saw in the in the strain that has been circulating in the US. That's Moderna this morning announcing results of uh, neutralization that they say, Jim, remains above levels that are expected to be protective against these new variants, although out of an abundance of caution, they are launching a clinical program on some boosters. Yeah, I mean, I uh, took that's the one I've taken half of and I will take the other half uh, next month. And of course, you all wish that they would give you that one. But what he just talked about. But the fact is, it's a very effective vaccine. Look, everybody knows that. If you get it, even if you uh, get uh, you you get COVID with the shot, the COVID is very light. Uh, so I'm not saying that the, this can stop everything, but David, the the prospects are pretty good if you, if you uh, come in contact. Which is great. Uh, yeah. Other good news is, of course, hospitalizations nationwide are down, cases are down. Seven day average, at least about 173,000, down from what 244,000. That's good. Still real questions about vaccine distribution, what we're going to be able to get to. Uh, and obviously, Jim, still concern about these new variants, which are more transmissible. And Scott Gottlieb was, Gottlieb was making a good point this morning, I thought, saying, well, given the, how they, the reasons why they're more transmissible, it would make sense that they may, in fact, also be, unfortunately, more, I think he said pathogenic, but just deadly. Right. Now, this is one where the people who are involved with, with uh, view it as an aerosol issue. Uh, this is going to, I don't mean to make this tougher for people at home, but the mask you need is an N95. And that is the special one that has a better filter. Now, they don't let the, the filters that are plastic on planes. So you have to get an N95 that doesn't have that. But check to see what your mask is. If it's N95, it's going to do a lot better against these additional strains because this one is easier to catch if you're just wearing a scarf, if you're just wearing any kind of covering that has got uh, something that doesn't repel the aerosol. So, Carl, it should, ma- it should make people feel twice about what, they're, what the face covering. But if you don't have a face covering, it just seems like you're going to get it. Yeah. Well, the Times did a piece over the weekend on the double mask, how the double mask is now the new mask. Right. Uh, The CDC, Jim, is expected to sign an order today that would finally require masks on all planes, trains and ride sharing. And then, of course, uh, we got to keep our eye on Merck, which is basically getting out of the vaccine game to focus on therapeutics after seeing what they called um, basically weak immune response. Well, this is the big worry about J&J. Well, J&J, whose stock, by the way, seems to go up about, you know, 38 to 58 to a dollar every day, seems to they played it close to the rest. Now, they do report this week. Uh, people are wondering whether this is the week where they unveil what the uh, percentage is that they. J&J has given us a lot of data along the way here. Merck was much for, uh, not nearly as far along, Jim, right? No. Well, yeah, but you get J&J's tomorrow. And with You're the saying one J&J shot. earnings tomorrow. Will right, we get they information not, on their vaccine? But they may not choose to disclose no. it tomorrow. But I think that, that when you look at the 100 million, 100 day, Carl, uh, that's going to need J&J to happen. They cannot do it with Pfizer and Moderna. But keep an eye, you know, listen, I've talked about Merck and those antivirals for way longer than I thought I would because I actually expected they might be out prior to some of the vaccines. But Molnupiravir... Uh, which they call MK4482 or Molnupiravir, that's going to be an important drug for them. How many days can you, I mean, remember, the ones because, that we have now are like the first two days. Or yeah, not. this would be even take it prophylactic, take it proactively. Really? You were exposed to somebody, take it, because the safety profile will be very strong. Again, it hasn't been approved. No. They're waiting on the phase three data to, to finish up, I think they said late March. 
But given these strains, it's not like this virus, Carl, is going away anytime soon. It will be with us probably for as long as mankind is around now. Oh, jeez. Hopefully just in the background. I, I, but it will be good to have these antivirals I, out there. Yeah, I think uh, Van Sell said forever, right? And, and we can't forget that Merck was the one last summer that told us, uh, be easy on your expectations for what a vaccine can do. We'll take a break here. I'll be back in a moment. defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura's been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. All right, let's get to a mad dash. We've got about six minutes till we uh, get to an opening bell as well. Apple. David, one of the things that you would not want if you own Apple, which reports this week, is one, two, three, four, five different firms coming out, either raising price targets or saying it's going to be a super cycle, a solid quarter, improvement mix, China going to be great. These uh, J.P. Morgan blockbuster beat. David, these are not what you want. These set the bar too high. Is that a concern for you? Yes. I think people have to own Apple, don't trade it. When you see this kind of thing, initially, it's entirely possible that the stock takes a dip because these expectations are crazed. I think that Apple's fantastic, that China's going well, that uh, President Biden's going to have better relations with the Chinese. But this kind of thing does make it so it's a dicier call ahead of the quarter. You just saw four of the largest market cap companies uh, that we have are going to be the companies will be reporting earnings this week. Apple, of course, is still number one yes. by a good amount. Two point three going to be even higher than that trillion dollar market value. Uh, no, it, it's rather amazing. And I, again, I think it's fine, but it's not a Wall Street bet. Now they're operating. I just can't. I don't even want to say it. It's too small. All right. Yeah. Keep it. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot more Squawk on the Street coming right back, including, of course, an opening about five minutes from now. As we said at the top of the show, busiest week of earnings season. We're going to get names like Facebook, Apple, Tesla, and Jim. A couple firms this morning getting in front of the prince, uh, raising their targets at UBS on Texan. Uh, going to 176 and on Microsoft as Wedbush goes to 270. Right. I mean, look, there's a, a concerted effort by everybody to get ahead uh, in the semiconductors of the Internet of Things. We're seeing notes that are implying that we're going to get some blockbuster numbers for all the semis. And that's because, Carl, there is an amazing 
amazing, uh, really bad supply and demand situation for the customers. They can't make them fast enough. And when I see all of these, I have to say, you know, I have to be encouraged. JP, uh, you, uh, here's a good example. We are seeing some people with this city. They raise Corvo. They raise Marvell. It's the number one name. They raise Teradyne. They raise Lamb Research. That's uh, semiconductor equipment. No, and number two name is NVIDIA. They like it to 600. The battle lines. The battle lines here, David, are incredible because very few people can get in the way of these, given the fact that the 5G cycle is here. So you think this rally will continue, broadly speaking, in a lot of these names? Yeah, there's just, they can't, Samsung and uh, Taiwan Semi can't make them fast enough. Really, we have a very uh, tight system. And I've got to tell you, the, the number of phones are indicating, they're indicating that Apple's going to have such a big quarter by looking at all these stocks. Carl, they're very strong. Don't get in front of them. Don't sell them. Not yet. Uh, we're going to keep that in mind, Jim, as we watch the opening bell here at the NYC and the NASDAQ. By the way, uh, we're going to watch chips because this journal piece this morning on Samsung, considering an investment uh, much as $17 billion to make a chip factory in either Arizona, Texas, or New York. We are so, that is just fantastic. A lot of the, this is one that President Biden really has to get involved in uh, because he can make a difference. I say that because these companies are doing it. They don't have to put it here. We're a high cost uh, uh, country, but it's very important that they do that because we're protecting their country and they sense that. So I am very involved with looking at what they're going to do because we need uh, much more land research, supply material. Uh, those are all the semiconductor capital equipment companies. We need all of them at work in order to be able to meet this incredible chip shortage. By the way, I just want to revert to GME for a second. You're wondering what's happened there. The people who are short the 60 calls are being bought in. They're being covered there. And they are not. The, and a lot of times they're long the 40 calls and short the 60 calls. Don't mean to be too technical here, but the 40 calls are not being sold at the same price. So it's entirely possible that uh, people are short this and they didn't realize they would be shorted. And that's what the fan of covering is, David. You've also got covering by some of these hedge funds. That yeah. Have been oh, I, no, I was going to say mistakenly or in the belief that it would crack at some point, I only know. to find that the people they were up against are unified and in their opposition but if they're unified, continuing to buy. But if they're unified just by free speech and love of the stock, right, you can't, the government does not have a case. Um, but, I mean, if you are running a hedge fund and you have a large short position in this thing, you, gotta cut, you, can't, it, it's, you can't risk, take that kind of risk. No, no. Carl, um, you know what this reminds you of? I once went to a race track, a dog race track in Monticello, Georgia. Uh, it, it was Monticello, uh, it, it was on the board of Georgia and Florida. And uh, the, you know what they do is they have a mechanical rabbit, and the dogs all follow it, and they, try, they chase it. And the mechanical rabbit broke, and the dogs went nuts, and they just feasted on the rabbit. I feel that the shorts here, David, are the rabbit. Okay, so when are they going to break? Well, I don't know. The dogs found out it was, they already it was a, feasted on? They found out it was a metal rabbit, and it just smelled like a dog. I mean, you know, it smelled like a. I mean, God, it brings back. Do you nuts. remember the short squeeze in Porsche years ago that yes. cost some? I mean, I actually took some funds out. I think. Right. This feels more that like was Resorts a, International. That was a crazy. The Great short Resorts squeeze. International short. I don't remember that. In one. the seventies, the oh, casino. Yeah. So, Carl, all I can say is, is that I don't want people. If you're trying to get involved and play this, I think you got to let the smoke 
this is smoke clear today because it's entirely possible that after the covering, there could be a bit of a vacuum. Uh, is the stock worth this? It doesn't matter what I think it's worth, right? All it matters is what the buyers think it's worth. Yep, yep. Uh, it's, it's a great point, Jim. Uh, and it's, it's powering the NASDAQ. But even on the Dow, uh, Apple is the top performing component. Uh, up uh, three and a third percent. Um, you know, it does. We still have some of those um, those lingering bears. B of A today says I think their their report was titled "Last uh, Gasp for a Tech Rally." Right. Uh, as they say, continue rotating into value. Well, I think that this rotation into value needs the value to be valuable, and I think a lot of the value stocks, as little as they are, uh, there's 50 S and P stocks that are industrials. Almost all of them have been buying back stocks. So there's not a lot of stocks. Let's say you want to rotate into Ingersoll Rand or uh, you want to rotate into a new core. Uh, the, the stocks aren't, aren't that cheap. A lot of people are rotating into PayPal and Etsy and the small cap companies that Square uh, that are dominating the uh, people who are trying, David, to create businesses online and get away from brick and mortar. Of course, GameStop is a brick and mortar, so it's a little surprising to people, David, that it's able to run like this. Yes, I think that was part of the thesis for those who were shorted, right? That it, yeah. it was in a difficult position, given right. the digitization of games and the fact that it was brick and mortar. And again, at 65, it was trading at 33 times uh, uh, enterprise value over EBITDA. I can only imagine that at, uh, where are we now? Well, 87, actually down from the highs, had been over 100 not long ago. Well, this and you know what? How about Tilray? Uh, your bet, well, your bed bath actually is moving up dramatically, the, which you'd also highlighted for us as yet another name that may be a focus. Bed bath is now short. up 30%. Why are people so shorted? I mean, it's Mark Tritton's doing a fabulous job. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, he's the new CEO. Uh, uh, John Duskin's moved in there, created a lot of, uh, uh, of what I regard a whole new way of doing business. They had a lot of skews. They, they weren't focused. Uh, Mark Tritton has done a terrific job in bringing it into the 20, 21st century. But, but you know, Carl, I, I don't make any bones about this. It, it, it's 67% short, and the, the Wall Street bets people and other smaller uh, investors are really gunning. And I, I've never seen the guns like this. It, it's too heavily shorted. And, it, it, Carl, they, they can break shorts, and, and, and that's what they're doing. Yeah. We do have uh, GME halted now uh, for volatility, just as we did last week. Yep. Uh, Mm. And we'll see how many of those we get, uh, depending on the price action today. Uh, Jim, over the weekend, uh, a lot of discussion about how the stimulus package is shaping up. A big phone call with the White House and some senators. Uh, Ron Klain talked about how big Biden will be able to go in this era where bipartisanship is challenged. Listen. We're reaching out to people. I don't think bipartisanship and speed are enemies of one another. The need is urgent. Uh, Americans, both Democrats and Republicans, are dying. Uh, Kids' schools that take care of both Democratic and Republican kids are closed. Uh, People are on unemployment. People are in food lines. That's not a party issue. So I think let's try to move on a bipartisan basis. Let's try to move quickly. Uh, Speed is very important here, Chuck. Are you willing, for instance, to table your push for uh, uh, upping the minimum wage if it got you the 10 Republicans you needed, and you got everything else. We're very dedicated to passing the minimum wage. We think that's an urgent priority. We're going to push the Congress to pass our priorities, and that includes the minimum wage. And so what, uh, what we want to do is work with the Congress, reach out to members in both parties, see what we can get done as quickly as possible. Uh, we certainly think the minimum wage should be yeah. part of this urgent relief package. 
Jim, uh, Goldman's view is that we're going to settle somewhere in the neighborhood of $1.1 trillion, but it's kind of jarring to hear Klain talk about a real economic need in this country, even as we see uh, new highs on the NAS. Yeah, I, I think that the separation of the two economies is uh, pretty apparent. Uh, the stock economy is people who have jobs uh, or took the, uh, they took their little benefit and put it to work, which is fine, um, because what else can they, they, they have to invest? They can do cash or they can do uh, stocks. They seem to be liking stocks. Ron Klain is a different kind of chief of staff. Ron Klain, people who have followed him for years, is, is a, uh, a technician, meaning that he's not ideological. And the previous administration, you had ideologues. I think Klain can get a deal done simply because his style, David, his style is not in your face, as this administration is not in your face. No, nor are they in your, on your Twitter feed. No. No. They're not. It's different. And you think that does what? I think that uh, brings a little more calm. No finger poking. A little poking. more consistency. Right. I once tried to demonstrate that the president's calling uh, the speaker a name. Certain Somehow it came out that I did. Jeez, I've known her for years. It's like kind of crazy. I apologize to her. I mean, I, I think she does a very good job. I, I felt like I just didn't do it right. But that idea of these different names for people in the Democratic Party, that's a dumb thing. And that hurt the case of trying to get something done by Secretary Mnuchin. That's not happening here. Uh, Ron Klain wants to try to get some sort of thing going uh, and do it in a way that appeals to everybody. I know, uh, Carl, that's out of fashion uh, or, or certainly wasn't the way of President Trump. But I think it's going to be more successful because what it is is, uh, hey, listen, everybody, the country's in trouble. Let's get together. Now, you could argue that the country's not in trouble, just the people are out of work. But aren't those people the part of the country? It doesn't matter red state, blue state. They're part of the country. And that's what I think Klain's bringing to the party. Guys, I wanted to get back to um, yeah. uh, I wanted to get back to SPACs this morning, which we focused on at the top of the show. Um, just see how they're performing, and also make a uh, make a point here. Of course, of course, we've had Shamath Palapatia, Palapatia on our air many times. Uh, he has been very successful in launching SPACs, of course, as a sponsor. But interesting to note of the five that we noted today, these mm-hmm. deals, he's in four of them uh, as a pipe he's investor. He's in four of them. Yeah, he's in four of them. Uh, Tabula. Can we bring up the list? Uh, there's Jamath. Can we bring up that list again uh, of all of them? We've got, he's in Taboola. He's in Foley Transmean. And again, we will have Bill Foley joining us later. He's in the Sunlight Financial, uh, a premier solar financing platform that's listing through mm-hmm. uh, Apollo's Spartan. He's in that one. And he's also in Latch. So, I mean, he is, Jim, he has become the poster child for SPACs, right? Yes, just I mean, like Kathy Wood has become the poster child for high growth. Yes, it's incredible the, the the numbers that came into her ARC funds and that e, that space ETF that she hasn't even done yet and the names moving up. But hey, Kathy Wood, Ron Barron, what they did on Tesla, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I talked um, about uh, Clover Clover Health and suggested I don't know I got to do some work on it and that was immediately met with derision. The idea that I had to do work on it that's another uh, uh, one of his. I thought that that was important to do work. Right, and SoFi was one his last wasn't that his last deal that he announced? I think so, although he's had so many so quickly. Right. But again, it's not just being the sponsor, but these pipe investors are all that go in to provide this financing as well at the time that the deal is, is uh, announced. Um, they are all part of each other's deals. Yes. So they're all, it's very incestuous. 
Um, and but he's in so much, uh, Jamath, and obviously seems to be making a lot of money. Here's right the Midas now. touch, Carl. People want him always on. I'm always requested to have him on. I don't have I have CEOs on, but very articulate fellow. Yeah, very articulate, and, and I think not a Pied Piper, uh, much more uh, a Midas touch. Well, we'll see. That's the but that's the good be, part. We get to see over time. Now he can sell out, of course, but we'll see how be, these no, companies perform. That would perform be King Midas in reverse. Time. Right. Right. Carl, it's an amazing time. Um, and by the way, Tesla is up one and a half, two percent right now, although it is still being outperformed this month by both GM and Ford, which are both up 29 percent to Tesla's only 22 percent move thus far in January, Carl. Indeed, guys. One last thing I know you, you probably want to touch on uh, is uh, some media. We do have Roku. Uh, B of A goes to 500 from 380. Um, and we got the news about Peacock and the World Wrestling Federation guys. And Morgan Stanley does name our parent a top pick with a 62 target and a bull case of 77, Jim, that they say is now in play. Yes, I, I love this note. It says Comcast overweight shares moved from cheap to really cheap uh, and reopening tailwinds at NBCU Sky uh, return to buybacks. David, these are all very traditional things that could make it so that the stock goes much higher. We work for Comcast, but I note that uh, Morgan Stanley is really changing its tune. Uh, they, they had not been a big fan, and now they are. David? I'll take it. What? It's the only, only stock that we can own, right? So. You'll take it, but what do you think of the analysis? I, I hadn't really focused on their analysis. Oh, good. And it didn't really be, no, seem that, to be. Please don't. It doesn't nearly have as much influence as Wall Street bets on Reddit. That's for sure. Carl, there you should is get no, that analyst on there, and but, then he might have some impact. But what's 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 daunting, Carl, is, is that if you do the research, you you're the late bird. You don't get no worm. It's the strategy. Yeah, they're already up. Uh, that's for sure. Guys, uh, record on the NASDAQ, up five straight days, uh, and the S&P up four or five. Let's get to Bob Pisani. Hey, Bob. And the Dow's having a lot of problems today, uh, Carl, and that's because Wall Street can't quite figure out what kind of trend it wants to start following. Remember, in the earlier part of January, it was all about cyclicals. It was all about energy and all about banks and materials. And that's kind of reversed in the last few days. Take a look at the sectors that we're seeing today. Suddenly, uh, last few days, Wall Street wants growth. That means technology. It also wants China. China's the outstanding story uh, of the year. Uh, it is far and away the biggest market gainer on the year. That's MCHI at the top there. Tech leading, semis in particular have been leadership group, consumer discretionary. But then here you see the banks and the energy that were market leaders earlier on they're kind of lagging right now. And you see the problem in the Dow. This is all showing up in the Dow, why the Dow is underperforming today, because financial stocks and energy stocks in particular, if you put the Dow up, Dow components here, Chevron, Boeing, uh, Goldman, uh, American Express, Visa, they're all weighing uh, on, the, on the markets and weighing on the Dow, as you can see uh, there. This is the opposite of what we saw just about a week ago when the market leaders were all, the January leaders were all energy stocks, and bank stocks, uh, and they're still the leaders for the month, but it's starting to flip around. Technology is now starting to come to the fore. Uh, semiconductors have been really strong for a while. Consumer staples, uh, generally, defensive names like consumer staples and utilities have been lagging all throughout the month. But again, is it, do we want to buy technology and growth or do we want to buy cyclicals? That's what the market can't seem to decide. The one thing it absolutely can decide, it loves Apple. As you know, everybody knows we're porting 
uh, Apple on Wednesday. And boy, the talk about this Apple iPhone supercycle, I've seen numbers, 240 million iPhones may be sold in 2021. Some people are guessing 250. I think the record was 215. Uh, listen to Jim. There's a lot of bullish expectations built in here. And what's concerning is you make the expectations and then you sell on the day after. This is actually a genuine phenomenon that has been happening in earnings season. We have about 15% of the S&P 500 that's reported so far. I'm including November ending quarters here. Uh, and of course, the beats are really high. 87% are beating. But here's what's important. Um, the average beat uh, has been enormous. The average beat has uh, been close to 20% overall. That's really important. That's a big, big beat that we've been seeing here. Here's what's amazing. Wells Fargo noted that among the companies that have reported next day, for those that have been beating, the average price is down almost 2%. Wait a minute. They beat the numbers and they're still down. That's a problem. That's sell on the news because the prices have run up going into that. That could be a genuine issue for Apple. So I think Jim is really on to something there. As far as the quarter goes, though, it's good. The numbers keep going up. This happened in the third quarter. Fourth quarter numbers keep going up. We were down eh, 10% in the 1st of January. Now fourth quarter is only down about 8%. That's a steady improvement. Remember in the past, it always used to go the other way. Same thing for the first quarter. And that's what we care about. We care about whether earnings estimates are going to keep rising for the first and second and third quarter because that's where the big numbers are and that's where the big expectations are. And even here, Carl, it's getting a little bit better here from January 1st to today. The estimates keep getting a little bit better and a little higher. And with Estimates this high with multiples this high, 22 and a half times forward numbers, those numbers have to keep going up to meet the expectations. A little concerned about these numbers, though, and these, uh, these, these price moves up ahead of the earnings. Carl, back to you. Yeah, that's going to be a busy one, Bob. Uh, thanks, uh, Bob Pisani. Go to break here. Uh, time for the bond report this morning. Take a look at how Treasuries are faring. Uh, yields a little bit lower ahead of the two-day Fed meeting set to get underway tomorrow. Ten-year did hit its lowest level in almost three weeks. Across the Atlantic, a key survey shows German business sentiment down more than expected this month as lockdowns take their toll on Europe's largest economy. Uh, separately, the ECB president, uh, Lagarde, will address the World Economic Forum's virtual meeting in about an hour's uh, time. And let's finish with a look at the dollar index. Squawk on the streets back in a moment. What a weekend of football we just had. Uh, the NFL gearing up for a Super Bowl ratings blockbuster. Brady, of course, going for his seventh ring after he and the Buccaneers defeat the Packers in the NFC Championship. The Bucs will face Mahomes and the defending champion Chiefs after they beat the Bills to win the AFC title. Uh, Jim, as for the ad market, we've already got our first look at Chipotle's first ad. I think DoorDash is going to be in there, too. Um, although Budweiser is going to take a different stance for the first time in 37 years and uh, give some of that money to help uh, support recovery as we work our way through COVID. Wow. Well, I, I know that there's another uh, uh, price target boost for Chipotle. Uh, DoorDash is doing quite well. I think that there are a lot of people who regard this as being a, a Super Bowl that truly has uh, stars on both sides. And uh, that's very rare. I mean, you usually have stars on one side and kind of an unknown group on the other. Uh, this is an old quarterback versus a new. There's so many narrators. We can hear about it endlessly. And I think oh, people are going to love it. And those who uh, watch 
Snoop Dogg or the Corona ad, I think that that's a big win. I mean, I found people actually talking to me this week and saying, I ought to try Corona. Do you see what uh, Snoop Dogg's in? And, and the, it's very rare. Once again, we've got this generation that acts on things. And I'm trying to get a, a handle on people who act on things that they see in advertising. I wonder if they go buy a... Did the, David, do you think they go buy F-150 trucks because they like the way it looks? I have no idea. Yeah. Not a clue. Well, but you don't... Did enjoy think. watching the football game. Yeah, but you see their advertising? Yeah, I'm aware. Advertising. I get it. I get it. Man. I, I, Tom Brady, 10 Super Bowls. I mean, what's the average, what's the average uh, length of a career in the NFL? Three years? Five is yeah, it five? Is some it people high? say it's five, but, All right. you know, Carl, the great... Four five years, this guy's going to his 10th Super Bowl. But the great thing about it is there are some players that can't be stopped. I mean, I think that it's very hard to stop uh, Kelsey, Travis Kelsey. It's very hard to stop Ty- Tyreek Hill. These two, two most exciting players in the It was incredible watching that offense yesterday. Yeah. I'll take the, yeah. I'll take the Chiefs, David. I'm gonna get, I'll give you a point. A point? Yeah. I, point. I think I'd want a little more than that. No, so what? You're trying to take advantage of me? Yes. Yeah, I could tell. It's going to be, it's a hard call, Jim, in Tampa. I might take the other side. Whoa. We'll talk about that later. Well, because it's the home team. Be back in a minute. Watch Moderna this morning, up better than 11% here. Highest level since, uh, got to go back to late December. Uh, at 145, as the company says, uh, the neutralizing benefits of its vaccine against these emerging variants are uh, still effective. Uh, one of the leaders on the NASDAQ 100 this morning. We're back in a moment. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. Okay, last time uh, Kimberly Clark reported a number that people didn't like. Uh, stock got hammered. This time they like it. They also boost the dividend. They've got a, a nice buyback, $650 million. And I would say that the organic growth here is excellent. The stock is up four. Uh, maybe this is value. Stock yields 3.3. But they want it, Carl. They want to go back into a stock that is household name. Yeah, I think the, the forward yield takes it to 3.45. Yep. Uh, and, um, yeah, we'll see how many div hikes we get. Yes. In the days and weeks to come as the earnings as the earnings print. Uh, Jim, what's tonight? OK, we have Boot Barn. Uh, this is an excellent company that has been able to do a lot of direct uh, to consumer. Then, Dr. Uh, Michael Muna, I'm going to be uh, looking at the at home test that you would take every day. And if it showed the wrong uh, color, then you would not go to work. It's the way to slow down the epidemic. And we do it right on TV because it's getting crazy here that we don't have at home testing. It's what we need to do in order to slow down the pandemic. Mr. President, please do it. Yeah, and I see this morning, Jim, uh, New York City is now postponing the opening of uh, City Field and Yankee Stadium because uh, lack of supply. You need, uh, they say you need 20, 200,000 doses to even open those sites. Well, what can I say? Uh, New York is doing particularly badly in terms of uh, amount of vaccine, but we need to stop people from going to work in order to be able to stop this or slow it. Jim, we'll see you at 6. Absolutely. Thank uh, you. Mad Money, of course, with Jim Cramer at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. 
specialised across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.